This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, President of World Ministries International. I want to welcome all of you once again to the Warning Radio program Special guest today, he's been on before, Robert Gilt. Used to be in business, now he's in ministry. He has a website, which he recently has worked on this project, Audit Your Vote. And we're going to discuss the corruption he found, Audit Your Vote. I do want to read a statement by former FBI chief Ted Gunderson. He says, and now he exposes the hidden truth of who controls our government. He says, I personally investigated the Oklahoma City bombing case, a huge cover-up. Jack Kennedy's assassination, huge cover-up. Bobby Kennedy's assassination, huge cover-up. World Trade Center, huge cover-up. Okay, terrorism. They're using it as an excuse to take away our constitutional rights and our civil liberties. The Bilderbergs, the Illuminati, Bilderberg, New World Order, globalists, or the elements behind this. It dovetails into the satanic movement, and this movement has infiltrated into our intelligence community, that once great FBI and the CIA. Again, that was former FBI Chief Ted Gunderson. Robert, welcome back to the Warning Radio program. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. Okay, you have recently investigated and tried to expose election fraud. And uh, I think you looked at Michigan. Now, Michigan has been one of those states that Obama, Barack Obama, his full name, Barack Hussein Obama, Arabic Muslim name, uh, he held major rallies in Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. The very states are in controversy all the time. And the very states that, again, swung so-called the election, although there was so much corruption, other states were involved, that stole the election from President Trump. And the very states that stopped this uh, supposed to be a red tsunami wave here in, in 2022. So uh, what did you find, Robert, in Michigan? Yeah, thanks, Doctor. I've never been much of a conspiracy theorist. I definitely had my problems with 9-11 that did not add up. I think it's building number five is so far away from the Twin Towers. The official report was the Twin Towers debris fell on it. 
but it just makes no sense. The debris would have had to have fallen over two other buildings that were not harmed to get to building number five. And so I think 9-11 was the first time I was in my 20s then and really became aware of a lot of the things you talked about. I ended up meeting G. Edward Griffin those years. I don't know if you know that name, Creature from Jekyll Island. Okay. He wrote, very famous guy. He ended up becoming a personal friend of mine and mentored me in a lot of things. But um, it all led to me becoming a minister. All the things I learned about Big Pharma. I mean, I learned things about Big Pharma 20 years ago that they're only talking about now, the corruption of Big Pharma and, and the things that they do to suppress the natural health industry or to suppress all these other modalities. So as I learned about these as a young man in my 20s, I just said, and you'll enjoy this, doctor, I just said, you know what? The world needs Jesus. You know, the problems in our nation, the problems in the world are so big. They're such monumental problems. Only Jesus is going to solve these problems. And so that's really a big part of the reason why I left business because I was very successful. I had a publishing company. I had a documentary production company. I was in real estate. I had a mortgage company, real estate company. So I was very successful in my mid to late 20s and I left it all to serve the Lord. So to be getting into politics all these years later is just so strange. It was very miraculous how God opened the doors and, and ushered me in. And so where it all started was me fasting and praying during the election, November 3rd, during the 2020 election. And I was fasting and praying in, in Washington, D.C., actually. And I was with a very good friend of ours, Mr. Dick Simmons. I was with him during my prayer time and fasting time, really just believing for the best. But I had this, I went to D.C. from Michigan to pray and fast because I had this pit in my stomach that they were going to, something bad was going to happen. And now I could also, if we had a long show, I would tell you about the dream I had. I had a dream where the Lord showed me that they were going to steal it from President Trump. But I don't want to get into that. That's a long story, too. But the whole dream came true. The entire dream I had, this was August of 2020 when I had that dream. A friend of mine is a retired U.S. congressman. I told him about the dream, and I, I told many people about the dream. And so many people were aware of what I was prophesying, uh, including a CBN. I, I was at an invite-only prayer meeting with CBN. I told them about the dream. And so many people are aware of what I was prophesying. And I had a desperation. I was trying to get the whole church to be desperate, but everybody kept saying, Trump's going to win. You know, Trump's going to sweep the nation. And I kept saying, no, you guys, listen, the world powers do not want him to be president. We have to be praying and fasting like never before, you know. And my message just really fell on deaf ears to everybody. I begged probably a dozen of my friends to meet me in D.C. or to do fasting and praying on their own during the election. I couldn't get anybody. I kid you not, Dr. Jonathan, I probably talked to a hundred of my friends and I couldn't get one of them to pray and fast during the November 3rd election. So, well, Robert, uh, let, let me just say something to confirm what you're saying. I, I went on yeah. television that very time and mm -hmm. warned that Donald Trump legally, technically, is going to win the election, but they're going to steal it away unless we intercede right now. And that was on the very well, morning. And I went well, live and I warned, they're going to steal it if we don't intercede right now. Well, And that's what happened. So I'm just trying to, I confirm exactly what you're saying. Well, just to add more coal to fire, the group I was with from CBN, they practically kicked me out of the prayer meeting. They did not want me there. They did not want to hear what I had to say. They wanted to celebrate beforehand that Trump was going to win 
and that we were just going to completely take, you know, we as the Christians and the movement behind the conservative movement, we're going to completely take over the nation and it was going to be a new golden years. We're going to dawn for America. I said, well, listen, you guys, I'm glad all of you guys are seeing this, but I'm sorry to be the guy to go against the flow here. But God has been very faithful to speak to me in dreams. In fact, Dr. Jonathan, the Lord has told me who would be president every year since 2000 election, every single election since 2000. And I've been 100 percent accurate. I haven't missed one presidential election. I haven't been off. And every year he even tells me how long they're going to win for. I prophesied I was preaching at a Nigerian church, a very interesting Nigerian church, actually, in L.A. And I was preaching there and I prophesied that Barack Obama would win and he would get eight years. And I even prophesied what his tenure would be like. And I prophesied that we will look back on, I prophesied this in whatever year that was. I don't, the year before, he wasn't even the front runner yet in the Democratic primary. He was just one of the guys. And I prophesied that he'll win and not only will he win, but get eight years. And we'll look back and we'll say those eight years were the years America changed forever. That's what I prophesied. His second campaign, he came out with the change slogan. But at any rate, I don't know why the Lord chooses to tell me these highly important things, because I think I'm a pretty regular guy, but he did. He told me. And then when Trump was elected, I was about to prophesy, because I was prophesying that Trump was going to win. This was before he even ran. He hadn't even come out and said he was running it. And I was already telling my friends what the Lord was showing me. And then I went to go prophesy that he was going to get eight years, and the Lord stopped me. The Lord said, do not prophesy that. And I said, okay. And, and I said, why? And the Lord said, eight years are not yet determined. That's all he told me. I said, okay. So the story goes on to November 3rd. And basically, we went to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning in D.C. And Trump was winning Michigan by 311,000 votes. He was way up in Michigan. And they kept warning, oh, but there's going to be a lot of ballots that are going to come in the middle of the night. And they were warning us, don't count out the victory yet, and yada, yada, yada. So then we woke up the next morning and Trump had lost Michigan by 154,000 votes, which means it was more than a 450,000 vote swing. And you just do the math and the math doesn't add up because they had already counted, you know, whatever the numbers were, whatever, six or seven million ballots. And so that means five or six or 700,000 ballots came in and only 100,000 of them were for Trump and six or 700,000 more for Biden, that defies statistics or logic or reason. And so we were right. The Lord showed us that they were going to steal it from them. We were right, Dr. Jonathan. And then I just sat dumbfounded for weeks. I kid you not. I just was dumbfounded. I just said, Lord, what do we do now? This is horrible. They just stole our country and put this man in. And, and I didn't know what to do. I really did not know what to do. But I kept praying. And I said, Lord, if I can do something. So Months are passing, and God's not speaking to me about getting involved with politics at all. He's not speaking to me at all. He's speaking to me about completely other things, and I'm ministering, and I'm doing the things he's given me to do. COVID was still raging, and there was all these other things going on. Long story short, the Lord opens a door, and it's such a long, crazy story, but this, this guy I hardly knew came to my house with some political guys and told me that God told him to bring these guys to my house and that I was supposed to meet the Speaker of the House in Michigan. And I said, well, why, why would I meet him? You know, who am I? I'm a preacher, you know, and I'm brand new to Michigan, you know, but they were like, well, no, we're going to set you up with a meeting with the speaker of the house and you're going to explain to him everything God has told you and blah, blah, blah. He's a Christian. And I was like, okay. So next thing you know, 
they want me to meet with this guy. And then these doors start opening for me to get involved with this rep that was writing the bill to audit the election, to audit the uh, 2020 election here in Michigan. So so the Speaker of the House in Michigan, Democrat or Republican? Republican. Okay. These, are all, these are all Republicans. Yeah. Just, just speaker, for our listeners. Speaker to, of the Senate. I'm yeah. sorry, the Speaker of the Senate. I might have said Speaker of the House. Speaker of the Senate. It's actually the Senate Majority Leader. It's not the Speaker of the House. The okay. Senate Majority Leader is who I was going to meet. Okay, just um, for our listeners' Mike clarification, yeah, Republican. Yeah, yeah. Senate Majority Leader's name is Mike Shirky. I was supposed to have a meeting with him. Okay, go and ahead. And I met with one of his good buddies. And basically, the meeting was all about trying to convince Shirky to audit the election. That was the whole point of the meeting. And then I met Steve Cara, who's a rep. He's a Republican rep here in Michigan. He just won re-election also, so he's still in the House. And Cara was writing the bill to audit the election. So Cara and I meet up, and next thing you know, we become instant friends, and he lets me start working on the bill with him. So I become his kind of like grassroots organizer, where I start organizing support for what he's doing. And I launch a different website. I don't even have it up anymore, but I I launched a website called mielectionaudit.com, but it's not even up anymore. So I launched that website, and I start to rally the state of Michigan behind Steve Cara to get this election audit. And then I start helping him on the bill. And I don't know anything about a bill, but I have a lot of friends. So I started calling all my friends and I get real educated real fast on writing bills. And I realized that Cara's not directly working with any um, lawyers. So I start calling around trying to find him some good constitutional lawyers to run ideas past. And um, it goes on and on. It's a long story of all that happened. Um, but Overnight, God thrust me into this uh, election audit uh, movement, and uh, I started really, uh, in a way, I started at the bottom, but in another way, I started at, you know, you know, I was I was working directly with Steve Cara. With it was just me, Steve Cara, his uh, his campaign manager, and one or two people from his staff. It was just a small group of us, and we were all working on this uh, bill. And it just goes on from there, uh, Doctor. It goes it goes on from there, and and I just I'm surrounded by people of um, not not necessarily Kara. He he's he's better than than a lot of them, but I I end up surrounded by so many of these politicians of of horrible horrible character. Um, they would throw Jesus name around uh, just to gain leverage, uh, not not genuine or not out of a, a broken or a contrite heart you know, loving Jesus and want to serve him, but using things of Christianity for political leverage and, and, and having just horrible integrity. And, um, I, I, I was uh, appalled at how uh, bad the problem was, but that was my introduction into politics. And then next thing you know, I get invited to, um, Cara wants me to go to, uh, Mike Lindell cyber symposium with him. And then at the cyber symposium is when I really decided to jump in with both feet. I, I worked with Cara for probably two or three months, but at the cyber symposium is when I really made up my mind, I'm going to do this like a full-time job. I, I really think it's the Lord's will. And so that was my entrance into it all. And then how I came up with audityourvote.com and everything else, you know, the story goes on from there. You know, it, it, it gets even more involved from there. Okay, well, go ahead and, and tell us what you found now in this election uh, fraud in Michigan and, and basically how uh, people didn't want to hear about it later. So um, 
it, like I was saying, people had such poor character because, you know, we would we kept we kept running into these other Republicans who did not want the election audit done. But the worst part about it was is they would never say that publicly, and and they were very they were very careful to undermine our efforts without letting anyone know they're undermining our efforts. And, and I ran into this a lot uh, throughout the Republican Party in Michigan. And um, there was entire movements. Um, there's a group called Stand Up Michigan who ended up being like my number one adversary. They did so many things to um, prevent the election audit and to prevent my movement. So what ends up happening is I end up I end up writing what's called a, a I end up with a petition drive. So in Michigan you could write a a ballot proposal, and if you get enough signatures, then you'll go on the ballot for a vote. And so I wrote a decertify. I end up I had so many problems. I, I found so many problems in trying to get the election audit done that I just decided that's never going to happen. I just decided. The Republican Party's too messed up, and the Dems are never going to allow this. And it's it, it would be wiser just to skip the audit and go directly to decertify. So what I did is I came up with this concept for Michigan citizens to audit their own vote, to where a citizen could audit their vote. And so I, I launched this website called AuditYourVote.com, which enabled all of Michigan to audit their vote from the 2020 election. So if you voted in Michigan in 2020, you could go to audityourvote.com and see if your vote counted or, um, and, and, and there's some other details. Now we have a secret uh, ballot here, so you can't, you can't verify if your vote counted for the right person, but you can, um, you can see if your vote was recorded and you could see how it was recorded, meaning absentee or in-person uh, voting. And there's a few other things you could see, but but you could also see you could also make sure you, your vote counted. Now, why that's important is because we found, um, uh, you know, and and this was, if we had more budget and we had more time, we could find a lot more. But within the first thirty days, we found a hundred thousand uh, missing votes, a hundred thousand people who voted whose uh, votes weren't counted, and uh, that was within thirty days of launching the site. And it was, I had no idea how easy it was going to be once I launched, you know, I mean, cause you, you think maybe you're going to find three or 4% that are going to have discrepancies on their ballots, you know? And so you need a million people to come to the website to find 30 or 40,000 people. Those are the kind of the numbers in my head. Like if I could get a million people to go to the site, we could find 30 or 40,000 people. Um, whose votes were inaccurate and then we could get affidavits and go to court with it. And that was kind of in my head, but we found we, we, the evidence we found was 10 times what I thought we would find. And we found it in 30 days. And um, so basically we found entire townships that did not have their in-person votes counted. We found uh, massive problems. So then when the secretary of state caught wind of it all, they just basically said it was a um, software error and they said no no that's not accurate that's a software error your votes counted well <laughs> that's what they did in antrim county also i don't know if you remember the antrim county uh, audit do you do you remember Go that ahead. yeah that was big news antrim county michigan that's what the secretary of state said that's what the county uh, clerk said everybody said oh it's just a software glitch we fixed it but antrim county went for biden 
And so they argued it out in court and they said, no, that's not true. They argued out in court and they did the full forensic audit. And then they realized it was a computer glitch, but the glitch gave it to Biden and Trump won Antrim County. So they proved that the computer glitch, what they call the computer glitch, didn't look like a glitch at all during the audit. What it looked like was a um, nefarious uh, act where someone you know, purposefully did something to the code. And, and that's where it got very convoluted was how did this happen? Because you need to audit more than what they allowed them to have access to. So through the courts, they end up giving Antrim County back to President Trump. But my point is, is the exact same um, response, word for word, that they gave to uh, Matt DiPerno and them at Antrim County, oh, it was a computer glitch, nothing to see here, is the same thing they told us about audit your vote. No, no, all those 100,000 plus votes did count. It was just a computer glitch. And, and you know, don't worry about it, nothing to see here. And so the big questions, we found it all. We proved, we, we found... And, and in fact, we found more. If you look at what everybody else found, uh, Mike Lindell had his um, evidence. All these guys had their evidence and all these guys found whatever they found. And it was pretty amazing and substantial. But none of it came close to what I found with Audit Your Vote because I actually found disappeared missing votes. And that's what it all boils down to in court. What it boils down to in court is can you prove that Trump won? So – Everybody loved 2,000 Mules, and it was very exciting, and there was, a, there was a documentary, and there was big names involved, and it was all very exciting. But at the end of the day, 2,000 Mules and their evidence will never work in court because you cannot literally prove those were Trump votes. Um, because what you, you can have a lot of evidence, and you could really come up with a good case, but will it be clear and convincing? Will that, That's the legal term. Will the court say this is clear and convincing evidence or um, – you know, beyond a you know a preponderance of evidence, are, are, is that what the court's going to say? Well, what the court's going to end up saying is, and this is what a lot of the courts end up saying, you know, a lot of legal minds end up saying is, well, you're going to have you're going to have a hard time proving that those ballot dumps and those ballot drops were all for Biden. You you're going to need whistleblowers. You're going to need people to come forward and say. You know that those ballots were all for Biden, and you're you're going to really have to connect all the dots. Now, now we're so, about we're about out of time, Robert. But I think okay. the reality is you got a lot of uh, negative feedback and no cooperation by so many Republicans, showing that uh, I tell you what, uh, many Republicans there are in bed uh, with, if we want to say, the New World Order with Democrats, and so uh, isn't that what happened? Well, yeah, and I had no idea that it's 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 they use Jesus' name all day long. So a lot of these guys are Christian or Catholic. You know, a lot of these guys. I, I mean, my dad, my dad's known one of these guys for thirty years, and the guy's been a Christian for thirty years. And 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 after doing a lot of, a lot of people have done digging on this guy, and it looks like he's directly in business with the communist CCP here in Michigan. Nope. He has an engineering firm, and when you really dig dig up about this guy. It looks like he's making millions of dollars being in business with communist CCP, not just China, the Communist Party. And he's running uh, – he's one of the guys running the Senate here in uh, in Michigan. And uh, the guy's going to church every Sunday, and we're practically begging him to do an election audit. We're practically begging him to, to, to stand up to the injustice of them stealing Michigan from Trump, and he wants nothing to do with it. So it's so much worse than I thought because in my mind – 
there was a there was like these great people in the Republican Party, and uh, you know these are godly people, and they're fighting for justice. I think the great people within the Republican Party in Washington, D.C., I think what just happened is representative. There was 20 guys out of whatever the, the whole number is, 218. There's 20 guys out of 218 who stood up and, and fought against the establishment and, and forced Kevin McCarthy's hand. And, you know, I, I think those are the I and, and that's that's a that's after the midterm election. I think. The numbers are very, very small. This is what I'm trying to say. Ladies and gentlemen, I, now I, I've I, had Robert Gilt on. I know we're way out of time. I've got to put a caboose on this thing, but I, I will have him back in the near future. Uh, this is why we need another great awakening. We've got to fi- have another great awakening. There's got to be a revival sweeping the nation. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. Subscribe to Eagles saving nations. Everybody, if you're concerned at all, if you say you pray, if you're concerned, everybody can be involved with this thing at $50 a year at the lowest level, uh, 22 a month or 222 a month, $50 a year. If you can't afford that, uh, something is wrong with you. God bless you. (laughs) We need another great awakening. I'll have again Robert Gilt back soon. This is the Warning Radio Program. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.